Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Tywana Wilson. I am so excited to have you in our learning laboratory tonight where we have another amazing mentor. So if you are ready, sit tight, get ready. I'm going to bring our mentor to our studio. So tonight we have Shelly Mache. Shelly, how are you? I am doing well. How are you today or tonight rather? <laughs> I am doing awesome. So listening audience, wherever you're tuning in from, please come into our learning lab. Let us know where you're coming in from. So drop it in the chat so that we can welcome you properly and do us a favor and share this out because we don't want anybody to miss out on this awesome, awesome teaching that Shelly is going to give us tonight. So before we get into it, let me give you a little bit of information about Shelly. Shelly is a powerhouse. Let me tell you, <laughs> Shelly is your purpose, success and confidence coach. Shelly Mache is a certified life purpose coach and international empowerment speaker. Shelly is extremely passionate and dedicated to the empowerment of women through strategized personal and professional development. And you all know we're very keen on professional development here. <laughs> she is also a best-selling author and founder of the women's organization, The Powerful Woman. Shelly challenges women to take responsibility for their actions, both productive and counterproductive, of the person staring back at them in the mirror, while reminding them of the fact that they are powerful, valuable, and unique, with more to offer than just their physical appearance. Shelly yes. specializes in decluttering the thoughts of her clients to connect their gifts and talents to their passions, providing a successful purpose plan and life strategies for personal empowerment and success. And we have a superstar because <laughs> Shelly, some of her features include CBS, NBC, Yahoo, Bustle, Bakersfield News, Peace of Mind with actress Taraji P. Henson and the Claudia Jordan Show, to just to name a few. So welcome, 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 Shelly. Thank you. It is so good to be here. I am so excited about tonight. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am excited to have you in. We are all about learning and growing, and we know the single most important thing that we can do as women, as leaders, as medical lab professionals, as entrepreneurs, is invest in ourselves. So Absolutely. I yeah, I mean, that's really the only guaranteed investment that we can make is that of, of ourselves. Absolutely. So without further ado, I will let you take it away. 
Thank you so much. Well, you know, I'm just going to jump on into to everything, you know, um, as as you guys know, again, I am a purpose, success and confidence coach. And so what we're going to be talking about tonight, because it is it's all about leadership. It's all about how to pour into us. It's all about how to align and how to direct what it is that we're doing for our success. And so tonight we're going to be talking about the money is in the management. Um, oh, am I supposed to click down here? Cause I don't have the, Oh, there they are. I thought I was missing the arrows. Y'all don't know. We didn't have a time. Didn't we? <laughs> didn't, didn't we coach T let it's them know. It's a lot to go on behind the scenes, right? So we just going to keep it real tonight. Y'all I am not the tech girl and coach T was in here helping us to out, get these slides up here. <laughs> And so tonight, you guys, we're going to be talking about the money is in the management, managing your mind, your space and your time. And so I'm also um, actually it's, it's three components to purposeful success. But tonight is going to be four components to purposeful success. There's going to be a little a little something else in there as well, because as I was revamping and doing um, doing this talk again, I realized there's another component in here that we need to be able to look at. So what we're going to do tonight is I want you to open up your mind a little bit and you'll see me looking over to the side because I have some notes over to the side. But at the end of the day, I want you to just take this trip with me and expand your mind a little bit, because a lot of times when we think about money and when we think about money management, a lot of times we're thinking about budgeting. A lot of times we're thinking about how to get our money together, how to stack our money. Maybe you're thinking about investments and all of those things are absolutely wonderful. But what I want you to do is I want you to expand your mind just a little bit and allow me to just, you know, um, touch that other part so that we can, so that I can actually introduce you to another idea of money management. And again, you guys, I have some notes over over here, so I'll be checking these notes because right money management actually leads to a purposefully successful life. How many of you know that success is not something that just drops out of the sky? You have to be purposeful if you would like to be successful. You have to be deliberate if you want to be successful. And so success, you don't just wake up and go, oh, let me be successful. Oh, let the money just fall. It doesn't work like that. You need to line up a few things. And so we're going to talk about having purposeful success and the money is in the management because we're going to be purposeful about that success. So let's just jump into what is management. In order to know how to manage something, you first need to know what that something is. So what is management? Management is the act or the manner of managing handling, direction, or control. So when I'm managing something, I'm directing it. I'm controlling it. I'm handling it. How do you handle your money? How do you handle your, your management of your money? Are you directing that money? Are you in control of that money? Or is that money in control of you? To manage is to bring about or succeed in accomplishing something despite difficulty or hardship. Are you succeeding? in your money management? Because at the end of the day, when you lay out your money plan, when you're managing your money, if you haven't directed your money and told your money what to do, if you don't have a trail of how that money succeeded, because remember to manage is to bring about or succeed in accomplishing. What did your money succeed in doing? 
How did you manage it to succeed and accomplish what you needed? And if you can't give an account of how that money succeeded, then really that money didn't do its job. It didn't do its purpose. All right. So before we move forward, I'll tell you a little bit about me. And again, you know, uh, Coach T gave a little bit about about who I am. I am a certified life purpose and confidence coach. And so what I do is I help Christian women become unstuck and unstoppable by understanding and living in their purpose and living it out in confidence. How many of you know you got to be confident to live out your purpose, to live out who you've been called to be? Who have you been called to be? What have you been called to do? What have you been purposed for? What are you managing in your life? We'll be talking about that. I'm an international speaker. I'm a best-selling author. A couple of my books are 70 Days of Happy, Life is Better When You Smile, and then one of, the, one of my books is a quote book called Power Minds. Reflective thoughts of a um, reflective thoughts of a power woman and her legacy. Let me tell you where the real power is, you guys. The real power is leaving something after you're gone. That's where the real power is. How many of you know that you can I can I can speak on the best stages. I can speak all around this world. I can empower women again and again and again. And guess what? If I don't leave something that can grow when I leave it, then everything dies with me. The power is in what can be expanded once you're gone. What type of legacy are you leaving? What type of um uh what type of steps are you Can it be duplicated? Can it be replicated? That's where your power is. I'm also the founder of the nonprofit, The Powerful Woman, where we bring women together once a year and pour life into them. Life skills, business skills, just getting together. How many of you know sometimes you just need to sit down with another woman and just chill? Be like, today is not a good day. I just need a hug. That's what The Powerful Woman is about. And then I'm an ordained minister. But my favorite titles would have to be wife and mom. That's what I enjoy doing. As Coach T has said, these are some of the different places that I have been seen. These are a couple of the different things that I have done. And it has been my pleasure to be able to get on these platforms, to get on, on these stages. But a lot of people want to know, being a purpose success and confidence coach, what is it that I can tell you? about money. I've had the pleasure, again, I, I love this picture. This is me and my daughter on Sister to Sister. We hit the cover of Sister to Sister and I've also hit the cover of Glambitious Magazine. But again, with that, what can I tell you about managing your money? Actually, I could tell you a lot because as I said before, instead of giving you three components to what your money is connected to and what money management is connected to, I'm gonna give you four components of how money management is connected and what it does in, um, in purposeful success. Number one, your money is connected to your mind. Your money is connected to your mind. How do you view money? How do you see money? What do you think about when you think about money? Is your money purposeful? Because again, we need to understand that money has a purpose. And when you understand your purpose, when you understand who you were called to be, when you understand your direction, then you're able to direct your money. 
See, we don't spend time on things that are that are not important to us. You need to know who you've been designed to be so that you can direct your money to that. Your money has a purpose. But if you don't know your purpose, if you don't know who you were called to be, if you're not living in purpose success, if you're just out here um, and, and, and just live, living life without knowing where it is that you're going, then guess what? That's the same thing that's going to happen with your money because you're not connected properly, mentally. You're not connected to it. How do you think when it comes to money? Is money a good thing? Is money a negative thing? See, how you view money is how you're going to manage that money. And guess what? You need to line your mouth up with your purpose. Remember, when we are managing, management is what? It's to bring about or succeed in accomplishing something. And it's the act of directing and controlling. Your mouth can control what happens with your money. When I know that my purpose is to be a speaker, I know how to direct my money. I know where my money is supposed to go. My money becomes purposeful. I understand how to manage it because I understand what my purpose is. So when I'm able to speak life to my purpose and I know where I'm headed and I know my direction, then I know how to line my money up with that. What is your mouth saying? What does your mind say? When it comes to money, when it comes to money, you need to understand what your needs are, both personally and professionally. Because, again, remember, we're directing money. We're telling money where to go. And when I know my purpose, then I know, hey, maybe I need to go back to school. Maybe I need to to get a, to learn new programs. Maybe I need to build my network. When I understand what my needs are, then I better am able to manage my money. I'm better able to direct my money. I'm better able to tell my money what to do because I understand where my money needs to go. My money is directed personally when I understand what I need. Maybe I have some health needs. Maybe I'll need to get in the gym. Maybe I need to start buying more vitamins. When I know my purpose, when I understand where I'm going, then I'm able to properly direct my money. And here's the other thing about money and your mind. It's, it's connected to um, it's connected to what's going on in your head. And what do I mean by that? When you're distressed, when your mind is all combobulated, when when you have a lot of things going on, you can't make the best decisions. You need to know how to de-stress because when your mind is crowded, your decision making is crowded as well. I'll give you an example. A lot of people, when they've had a hard day, it's been a tough time, it's a little bit rough. That's right. When you know the assignment, that's right, Coach T. When you know the assignment, <laughs> then you know how to direct the money to that assignment. And so a lot of people getting back to knowing how to distress, a lot of people when they've had a hard day, when it's, when their day has been stressful, a lot of times maybe they'll, you know, go out that night with friends and maybe they'll have a drink or something like that because that's their way of de-stressing, decompressing. But here's the thing. A lot of times you're still stressed. Your mind is still, is still bottled 
even after you've gone out, even after you've had that drink, even after you spend time. You know why? Because we don't understand how to de-stress. We don't understand what self-care activity lines up with what emotion needs to be filled. So what happens is we use the wrong self-care to de-stress our lives. Give you another example. Again, I'm a speaker. So if I've spent all day speaking and pouring into people and loving people and using my voice, then when I leave from a speaking engagement, I need to be refilled. There's a void in me. But if I go and hang out with friends and, and drink and enjoy the night, that's not feeling that emotional void that I need. The emotional void that I need at that time is complete silence because I've been talking for an hour. I've been talking for two hours. I've been engaging for, for hours at a time. So what fills me up will be just plain silence because that's what's going to refill the void of me giving out to myself. And so when I understand which EA, emotional association, is connected to the proper self-care activity, then I'm able to fill the void that is needed in my life at that time. Does that make sense to, to you guys? You know, let me let me know. Does that make sense? When you have EA, which is emotional association, plus proper self-care, it equals your stress reliever. And when your stress has been relieved, then you can manage things around you much better, including your money. But you have to get the right self-care with the right emotion so that you can get the right relief. And so if you out running and running, when you're angry, running helps you to release that anger. Running helps you to release, you know, um, that, that, that anxiety, then taking a candlelit bath ain't going to do it. You're going to have a bath. You're going to smell fresh. You're going to be clean. You're still going to be mad because you did not connect the proper self-care activity with the emotional void. So again, money management is connected to your mind, how you see money, how you interact with money, your thoughts about money, whether or not your mind is combobulated at the time. And again, if you don't get the right stress reliever, your mind is never going to be open, clear or calm to make proper management because money management is connected to your mind how you think about that money, how you look at money and how and how calm or clear your mind is. Yes, proper self-care with with emotional of what yes, you have to be able to connect that proper self-care with emotion. Because without connecting those two, you're never going to be in the right mental space in order to properly manage your money or the things surrounding your money. So money management is connected to our mind. Money management is connected to our emotions. Going back, and you guys, again, I'm over here just checking and looking at my notes. Going back to the example that I gave, money, if you're angry, if you've had a hard day, what your emotions do is they say, let me go out and kick it with, with the homies. Let me go spend some money. Let me go get some drinks. Your emotions are connected to how you manage your money. 
whether that's good, whether that's frivolous. What's your emotional connection to money? Does money make you feel powerful because you didn't have it when you were young? And so now money makes you feel powerful. And so when you spend money or when you have money, you know, that power, it kind of makes you look down on people a little bit. Does money make you feel confident? Because when you were young, again, your family didn't have it. And so you were embarrassed. And so now money is connected to your confidence and how you see yourself. Does money make you feel guilty or ashamed? Does not having money make you feel less than? And because you feel less than, then you spend money because you want to um, you want to feed that emotion. When I was growing up, my mother was a huge budgeter and I budget as well, but she was a huge budgeter. Everything was budgeted down to the penny. OK, and she would sit at the table once a month and I would watch her because she got paid once a month and she would go through her checkbook. And when I would ask her, when I would ask my mom, hey, um, what um, like, can, can I go on a trip or can I do this at the school or can I do that? A lot of times the response was, you know, we don't have money for that. And it came across to me, even though I can't remember if she said it in words, but it came across to me that money is for your needs. If you don't need it, then your spending of it is unnecessary. And so I grew up with that mentality of, do I need this or do I want this? And so my connection to money and making money and buying things for myself was guilt. That was my emotional connection. So when I would make my money and I wanna treat myself, I won't treat myself because money is created to take care of your needs, my mentality, my emotion. So I had an unhealthy emotion when it came to money. So anytime I go out and get something, I couldn't even enjoy it because of the guilt that was associated with it. I had to completely retrain my thoughts, my mind, who I was to understand. I worked for this. It's okay for me to take care of my needs, to have everything met, and for me to have new underwear if I want it. I don't have to wait until it's hoes. I can go to Victoria, but I had to retrain myself so that the emotional connection wasn't negative. Because when we have negative emotional connections to money, then we will never properly use that money. That money ceases to be purposeful and we use it in an unhealthy manner. What emotions do you have when it comes to money? How are you connected to money? And this is how you know when the connection is unhealthy. When you're connected uh, in an unhealthy manner to your money, Yes, yes, it's the money blocks that we grow up with. If yes, and let me tell you something, um, Coach T, I had everything that I that I needed. I didn't want, you know, as far as needs for anything. And yes, there were times, of course, that I had my desires as well. But again, what I learned is if you want that desire, then you take little bits and you sit it to the side a little bit and you sit it to the side until until you can afford that particular luxury versus me like, OK, I got paid. Let me hit the mall. Needs are taken care of. There, there's no negative emotion connected. I just want to go and treat myself. 
So this is the block that I had to overcome because having an unhealthy emotional connection to money, we make rash decisions. We just throw money anywhere. We buy things that that literally make no sense. We go out and spend $45,000 on a car just to impress somebody because our emotion is negatively attached to our money. We make unhealthy decisions. We make harmful decisions. And then we become emotional spenders. I'm having a bad day. Let me go, go buy something. I'm having a great day. Let me buy rounds for everyone. But when we have healthy emotions that are connected, then our decisions are better thought out. We rationalize our pros and cons better. We have less financial remorse, which equals more money in your pockets. Can anyone see the correlation between our emotions and our spending and how if we learn how to manage our emotion or emotions, then it helps us manage our finances and we're not out just spending money and we're not out just being thoughtless and we're not out doing things that we're going to regret later. We need to be able to connect those emotions and then we need to be able to figure out where do these emotions come from? And is this a healthy attachment to money or is this an unhealthy attachment to money? If I'm just going out, just spending money, just doing stuff, and I'm not saying that you can't treat yourself, go on that trip. Go. But if I'm going on that trip to prove to my family that I don't need you, honey, I can do what I need by myself. My family is taking care. If it's connected to something like that, it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy. And so money management is connected to your mind. Money management is connected to your emotions. Next, money management is connected to your space. You are the master of your space. Who are you spending time with? Who are you allowing in your space? Who are you letting be in your being? You want to be somebody who never make money? Hang out with those people. You want to be somebody who doesn't understand purposeful success, how to direct your success, how to speak to your money, how to tell your money what it's going to do. Hang around with people that don't know anything about it. Hang around with people with no vision. Hang around with people who are always complaining. Hang around with people who never can see. Hang around with, with, with the, the visually impaired. And I mean that not physically, of course. I mean, you can't see beyond who you are. Remember, you master your space. You master who comes in. You master who goes out. Who are you allowing your space to be occupied by? You need to be strategic about who's in your circle. Everybody don't need to be in your circle. I know you love Pop Pop, but he don't need to be in this particular part of your circle. You need to be with people who are masterminding things. You need to be with people who are financially productive. You need to be with people who see visions of businesses. You need to be with people who understand the next level. You need to be with people that are on your next level that you haven't made it to yet. Who's in your space? Money management is connected to who you allow to spend time in your space, who you allow to spend time in your mind, 
We have to learn that our space isn't for everyone and we need to create boundaries for that space because you control the temperament. You control what happens. You are a thermostat of your own space and you need to be able to control that space and what goes on in that space. If you're allowing people who are argumentative, who are who always have something negative to say, who always are gossiping, if you allow that in your space, then you will not be purposefully successful because we know again that money is connected to your mind. And when you allow your mind to be controlled by all of these things, then you won't be managing or purposefully managing a successful outcome financially. So you need to be able to control those perimeters. And with that, you need to be able to understand your triggers. Because triggers, what, what, what takes you from zero to a thousand? Triggers, emotions, all of this affects how you manage everything around you. Going back to our emotions, I need to understand my triggers so that I don't be in a harmful emotional position where I'm abusing my financial success by not respecting it. So what's your triggers? So that you can control the temperament and your space. So you can know what not to allow in your space and what to allow in your space. For me, one of my triggers is an elevated tone. So when you get to talking extra loud, when you get to shaking your head, when you get to putting up hand, that's a trigger for me. And it's not a good trigger for me. But because I know that that's a trigger for me, I create my escape plan, which is something that I encourage everyone to do. For every trigger that you have, you create your escape plan for that trigger. So for me, my escape plan is you begin to get a little loud. I set a verbal boundary. And I say, hey, I really want to be able to hear you. I, I, I want to hear what it is that you're saying. But with you elevating your tone, you know, and it, it's getting a little cloud, cloudy for me. So I'm going to need you to bring your tone down so that I can really understand what it is you're trying to say to me and we can have a resolution. Verbal. I created my boundaries. I set up my space. I said what I need. All of these things. If you continue, then my next escape plan, part two, is... I need to end the conversation. Okay, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to come to a resolution and the situation is still getting heated. So I'm just going to go ahead and end the conversation. We shouldn't even try it anymore. Let's wait for another time when we're both a little more calm. If you continue and those two, two things didn't work, then I literally remove myself and leave you standing there because I understand my triggers, because I'm in control of my own space. Because management of my life, of my money, of my purpose, all that comes with me understanding my space. And I don't want you to put me in a space of anger. I don't want you to put me in a space of frustration. I don't want you to make me feel like, um, you know, like I have to verbally attack you in order to, to have a safe space. I want to feel that my space is good for me so that I can make proper decisions for my life, including money decisions. So here's something that I found um, um, online, which I thought was very interesting. And it said, don't make decisions when you're tired. 
don't make decisions when you're tired. If you ticked off, if you have a bad attitude, if something's going, don't make decisions then. If you're irritated by something that happened, don't make decisions then. If your emotions are all over the place and you're ready to cry, you know, don't make decisions. If you're extremely upset, if you're just done for the day and you like, honey, I, I, forget it. Don't make decisions. Go back to your de-stressor. Go back to your emotional association and your self-activity to give yourself the proper stress release. You want to keep your space free from frustration, anger, stress, because a tired space causes cloudy judgment. You can't think clear. You make simple mistakes. Have you ever done that where your mind is so um, so congested or or your emotions are all over the place and something that you would have caught easily? It ended up being a mistake. Am I the only one that that's happened to where something was simple and I would have caught it at any other time. But because I wasn't in the right frame of mind, because I had allowed my emotions to get the best of me, I missed something. That's what a tired space does. And then it leaves you in a bad attitude. Don't make decisions. Don't make money decisions, especially if you're in a position of being tired. Okay. And then money management is connected to your time. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. It's connected to your time. You don't get time back. If you want to be successful, if you want to have to to have good money management skills, you're going to have to have good time management skills. That's the only way that you're going to line up purposeful success is by managing your time. Time is the same for all of us across the board. 24 hours. I don't care if you woke up at six. I don't care if you woke up at 12. I don't care if you did an all nighter. You get the same 24 hours. It's up to you to manage it. Managing being what? Direct it. Tell it what to do. You manage how your time goes. I said from seven to nine, I am going to wash clothes, clean the house, snatch, you know, snatch some drapes down, make sure that closet is done. I told time how it's going to be beneficial to me. From 10 to 10.30, I'm going to get in here and, and make some dinner because I know the rest of my day, I have to, uh, I have a few meetings. I have to finish getting my website done. You tell time how it's going to be beneficial or you allow time to move without you. Those are your only two choices. Now, me, I know that I am the type of person where um, I'm a procrastinator. I'll just put it on out there. I'm a procrastinator, but I know that I'm a procrastinator. And I know that in order for me to manage my money, because I want to make sure that my money is flowing, I have to manage my time. And so for me, because I am a procrastinator, I have to have things lined up for me. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. What am I going to do? What, what is my priority for today? What has to get done no matter what? I must tell time what I'm going to do. Because I'm a procrastinator, I need to lay it in my face. I need to be able to see it. I need to be able to become the master of my time because I don't get it back. And so because of this, 
I know if I don't block out my stuff, which is right here, create, um, prepare my schedule and utilize a 10 minute rule. I, I utilize a 30 minute rule, but I know some people who do the 10 minute. But if I don't utilize that and say 30 minutes, I work 15 minutes. I don't because I'm a procrastinator. I need to be able to zone in for a specific amount of time and not be bothered. So I set a timer for 30 minutes and go, I will work for 30 minutes and do da 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 da. And after that, my reward is I get 15 minutes. I get 15 minutes to scroll the internet. I get 15 minutes to eat a snack, whatever it is, because I understand that I don't get my time back. I understand that in order to purposefully be in a leadership position, a legacy position, a purposeful position, I need to master that time because that is where the flow of my money is coming in. I got to be deliberate about my workspace. I can't sit in front of the window in front of a nice, pretty window. I can't do that because I get distracted too easily. And so I start working and go, oh, birds, yay. You need to know you so that you can manage your time. So if I am sitting in front of a window, then I have to make sure that 1000% I hit my 30 minute goal. I got to hit my 30 minute goal. And then maybe I can look out the window for the next 15 minutes. Create work hours. Literal work hours. If you're a nine to fiver and you can't you can't work on your business throughout the day because you're a nine to fiver, when will you work on it? Will you work on it on Saturdays from six in the morning until 10 in the morning before the kids get up from six in the morning until seven in the morning before you have things to do? Will you work on it Sunday evening from seven to 11? See, see, purposefulness and purposeful success takes purposeful moves. Daily, you can't sit and tell me that you're managing your money, that you're managing your time, that you're focused. You can't tell me that. And 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 then I ask you, where is your time? Where is your money? Show me the show me the breakdown, and you don't have it. You're not a master, and that's just the truth. When you manage and time management, you have got to master. Time management trumps everything else because you need to line it up. You need to line up and say, I need my mind to be clear. I need some self-care. So I'm going to take this amount of time to do that. Boom. Time management. My emotions are out of whack. So I need to pull back for 30 minutes and see what's going on with myself. Boom. Time management. You know what? You're you're taking up my space. And so I've decided that I have to release you from being this close to me. Look at that. I just allowed myself more time because I'm not dealing with drama. If you don't maximize and master time management, you're not going to have anything. Prioritize your task. Do what takes the least amount of time and do it quickly so that you have more time for those things that are a little tougher. Or once again, utilize a 10 minute on 10 minute off rule. Mine is 30, 15. So if I know I have a big task, I might do that one for, for two hours, 30 on 15 off, 30 on 15 off and get in some work. So you can either learn how to be the master of your time, or you can learn how to just, you know, make it rain with frivolousness by being lazy by being a procrastinator and not managing your time, by being easily distracted and not managing where your space is, by not planning or having improper management, plain and simple. That's how you'll ensure that you get nothing out of life.
money, uh, business, anything by improper management. Even your relationship takes some managing. So at the end of the day, money management is connected to you and your willingness to do the four things to manage your mind, to manage your emotions, to manage your space and to manage your time. All of that's up to you. You become the master of your destiny, of your of your future, of your purpose, of your legacy when you decide to become a master in those four areas. Because when you master those, then the money management, the money is going to flow because you mastered the management of it. Creating a money plan is extremely important because again, if you can't tell me where your money went, then your money is no longer purposeful. I don't care if you say I was hungry, so I went to McDonald's and I spent $10. Did you direct your money? Did your money solve a problem? Can you lay out the purpose? And was that purpose? Did you succeed? Then you managed your money. But you need to know what happens to your money. If you can't give an account of what the purpose was and if the purpose actually was accomplished, then your money was not purposeful and you didn't manage it in a purposeful way. A money plan. You'll know where your money is going. You'll create legacy. It creates positive financial relationships. It'll keep you out of debt and it ultimately funds the purpose that God has created for you. So at the end of the day, money management is connected to your mind, to your emotions, to your time, and to your space. And when you're able to manage those things, then the money will continue to flow and you will become unstoppable. My name is Shelly Mache, and I would love to stay connected with you. You can email me. My email is up there. You can take a snapshot of this so that you can have my information. Um, let's stay connected on social media. I'm on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm at my name, Shelly Mache. I like to keep it simple. And if you want to go a step further and learn how to master your purpose and master your life, I have created a brand new course. And that's what it is. Master your purpose so you can master your life. I created that and it drops tomorrow. You can pre-order that course right there at that bit.ly link. And for those of you who may be interested in my book and journal, 70 Days of Happy, Life is Better When You Smile, you can click on the link, I own my happy. And that is how we can stay in touch, guys. Ta -da! <laughs> that was awesome, Shelly. That was really, really good. I'm so happy that you talked about money. And here on the Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson show, I think it's important to bring in guests that's talking about a variety of topics so that our leaders out there, our professionals out there are well-rounded. And I know money is a, a taboo subject that sometimes we don't talk about. And mm -hmm. so I think that's important that we were able to have that discussion. And that was interesting that you talked about money being connected to your mind, being connected to your emotions, being absolutely connected to your time and even your space. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are the four components that can either um, set you up mm -hmm. or tear you down. And when you're lacking one of those, it makes it a little more difficult to properly manage your finances. Because when we learn how to manage our emotions, our time, when we learn, we're essentially learning how to manage those things around us. And that essentially positions us to manage our life and to manage our purpose. Guess what? Your purpose is connect, your money is connected to your purpose. Your purpose is connected to your money. How are you going to get to your purpose? Every purpose in some way, shape or form must be funded. In some way, if your calling is to be a teacher, you're not going to do that without that college education funding. If your purpose is to become to become a speaker in the beginning, I got to pay for my own, you know, my own airfare. I got to pay for my own room. I got to pay for my own travel funding. Every purpose takes funding. So you need to be able to master and manage those different things so that you can fund what God has called you to do. Absolutely. You are so right about that. So it really doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you're a business owner, you're right. You It, it does. Because whether you have a college degree or you don't, whether you want to start a business or not, any of it is going to take some funding. So Shelly, what was Absolutely. that turning point for you? So like, you know, when, when did it all connect? And it was like, you know what? Bam, this money you know, overcoming money blocks or figuring out that money is tied to purpose. Like what was that turning moment for you that really was like, I, this is it? I really think it was my emotional connection, my guilt where, where money was concerned. I've always been a person who has been a plan maker. I've always been a person who lays out everything. I've always been organized when it comes to work, laying out work, what is the plan for this? What is the plan for that? But the problem was I didn't have the money to fund the plan. Mm -hmm. I couldn't fund the plan. But the problem with that is I was I was connected to the funding, which is the money, mm -hmm. in an unhealthy manner. And so in my own way, I was blocking myself from stepping out. When I really figured out, oh, you want money, but number one, you fear success, which is something we don't talk about. So you fear success. And number two, you feel guilty for success. It was the recognition of those two things. And I was an adult when that happened. But it was the recognition of those two things after I was married, after I had children. That's when it came on like, oh, wow, you're comfortable struggling. Why? Why do we have to? Why is that the success story? Why do we have to enjoy? Why oh, didn't scratched and scrape? Why I, I didn't eat for four days? Why is is that? Why does that have to be it? But I was comfortable in the struggling for it, but scared of the actual tangible success. And that's when I began to figure out. Oh my gosh, it's more to this money thing than just. You have a blockage or just um, um, here. Here's ABC. Go be successful. No, I have a real emotional, a unhealthy emotional attachment to money and success. 
Wow. You know, when you were talking earlier and you were talking about some of those things that you hear, like growing up, some of those things that stick with you and it, it dictates how you see the world. It dictates some of the things you do. I can Absolutely. remember growing up and hearing that saying, you know, money don't grow on trees. So what <laughs> does that mean? That means that, right. that when you get money, you need to save it or you work hard for it. And, you yes. Know, some of the things that that you hear growing up it and it sticks with you, it does play an impact or play a part on how you view the world, how you Absolutely. look at money, how you look at success. So I think that's important that you say that. And, and you know what's you know what's really funny? What we do is then we tell that to our kids because we're out working hard and da-da-da-da. And so then we go, money don't grow on trees. But let me tell you what freed me up because I, I still would say money don't grow on trees, even though I'm out there working. But what freed me up is maybe a few years ago I did a um uh I did a, a leadership conference. Uh, I attended a leadership conference and the gentleman who was over it, he says, how many of you grew up with that that same saying, money don't grow on trees? And we're all like, of course, yeah, yeah, money don't grow on trees. He says, so then what is it? What What is it? He said, where does the paper come from? How, how, how do we get this? How was it printed? Da, da, da. He's like, so when we break it down, don't they make paper from the trees and the this and the that? So when we break it down, isn't a, don't it kind of grow on trees? And I started <laughs> laughing. He was like, when you just really break it all down, isn't there a connection in there that really it does kind of grow on trees? And I started laughing because when he said that, it totally released that that part of me that everything has to be so difficult because money don't grow on trees. Well, if it does, then why can't we just access the right type of soil and you know and water and and seeds to have that growth? And I was just like. Okay, I see what you did there. I see what you did. It gave me a more open mind. Maybe it does grow on trees. And my job is to find the right seeds, put it in the right soil and water it so that I can get the growth that I need. That's good. That's good. So Shelly, in our last few minutes, if you had to leave the listeners, the viewers, depending on how people will get access to this particular episode they could see the video version or they could see the podcast version of it or listen to the podcast version what one tidbit would you leave the the viewers and listeners with that they can start implementing today oh there's so many good things but i think one of the things that i had to learn and i think it's like super helpful for people to understand is your journey is your own and the way you get to where you're going is going to be completely different than how I got to where I'm going. Because what happens is we look at people so much and we go, oh, well, she did A, B, C, D. And there's nothing wrong with looking at someone as a mentor. But what we have to understand is I come with a different mentality. I come with different, you know, with a different mind. I come with different experiences. And so my journey is a compilation of all of those things. That's not your saying. Your journey is a compilation of all of your experiences, all of the things that happen in your life. Both of us could end up being the same, um, being in the same field as a speaker. We're both empowerment speakers. We both empower women. We both teach women um, about financial su success through personal success, all of that. Do you know 
our story is still going to be be a hundred percent different. We may have similarities in there, but our experiences, our journey, the things that we've learned is going to impact how the journey goes. Be willing to just let your journey unfold. Awesome. That's awesome. Be willing to let your journey unfold. Know that your journey is your journey and nobody else's journey is going to look like yours. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Shelly. That was so good at our time. Like time really went by fast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming into our virtual learning laboratory. This was awesome information. We right off the holidays and probably spent a bunch of money and probably (laughs) having some some guilty thoughts. And I think this was great to be able to reposition. So one more time, what's your contact? How can people get connected with you? Yes, you can always connect with me on my website, which is www.shellymache.com. And you can see the spelling right there on there. You can get on my email list. You can also download my free ebook, Five Daily Happiness Habits. You can grab that. You can always um, also connect with me on social media, Instagram and TikTok. I'm a TikToker now. So you can connect me. Come on over there and follow me on TikTok. I only got like 60 followers. Y'all come on over there. And so we can connect there and you can always um, follow me on Facebook. And also for those of you who may want to join my group, I have a group, Purposeful Christian Women. You can always come and join the group as well on Facebook and let's stay connected. Thank you so much, Courtney. Thank you. Courtney said, this was powerful. So Courtney is one of my fellow sister scientists and she joins us week after week, which is awesome. So, all right, viewers, thank you so much for tuning in. Share this broadcast out with your audience because they could be dealing with some money blocks and how they think about money could be invading a space and they out here making decisions that they should not be <laughs> making because they're not in the right decisions. so thank you everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of leadership tidbits with coach t wilson we are here every tuesday at 8 p.m eastern standard time we have another amazing mentor thank you friends for tuning in to another episode of leadership tidbits with coach t wilson where taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.